So we're going to pick it up from Daf Samach Dalad Amabez. The Gemara had said that it was a machloikas between Rabbi and Rishon Gamliel as to how many times creates a chazaka, two or three. So the Gemara said that they asked Rav Yosef, how do we paskin? So one time they asked him to do paskin with Rabbi. He said yes. One time they asked him to do paskin with Rishon Gamliel. He said yes. He said, you're making fun of me? He said, no, it depends. For what things? Meaning, because the Mishnayis are unclear, so for some things we paskin the chazaka is two. For some things we paskin the chazaka is three. So the Gemara says like this. This is the rule. Three lines at the bottom. Nesuen umalkiyos kerebi. Regarding marriage and regarding lashes, it's two. Vestois v'shara muad. Those are three. So let's go through each one. Nesuen had the amr. Now nesuen, we know that's talking about if a woman was married for ten years to two husbands, she has a chazaka that she can't have children, and therefore she should not marry someone the third time unless that person already has children. Let's see. And then she's probably forty. No, she got married at four. Ha! You forgot biblical times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> the point is, if there's, if there's, you know, or if the husbands die, or if the husbands die. No, or if the husbands die. Forget about kids, right? She marries someone, the husband dies. She marries the second person, the husband dies. She has a chazaka that she's a katlanis. I would assume that that would also fall into that category. I assume. Wait, 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 hold on a second. If the husband dies, yeah. No, it, 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 there's a chazaka also that she's called a katlana, she's called a murderous wife, meaning if she marries two people and they both die before her, then the Gemara assumes that it's her fault, and therefore you'd probably want to avoid marriage. Like, oh, but that's not because of the kids, man. It's just a... Yeah, you know, it's a, side, it's a side point that would also probably fall into the category of chazaka being two times regarding marriage. So, literally, yeah. five brothers. Yeah, you'd, in, in those Gemaras, you'd have to say that they, they, you'd have to say that they did, uh, they were not worried about the Katlanis. They probably should not have married this woman. In Khanami. No, Yibum could be protects. It could be the midst of Yibum protects. I don't know. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, but my point is that would probably also fall under the category of Nisuan. Yeah, uh, that also falls in the category of Nisuin being two. But the classic example is the not having kids. Now, the next one is Malkias, lashes. Ditnan, Misha Loka Vishana, Bezdin Koinsen Isa Lakipa, Machilan Isa Sairin Achete Krisa Nivkas. And this is a concept. In, in Judaism, there's no real concept for prison. Prison doesn't exist because you just get financial pen, punishment. Lashes, punishment, and death. There's no real concept of prison, except there was this one form of imprisonment that was basically death, and that is if someone get, did lashes of the same avera, he did lashes twice, so he has a chazaka that he's not stopping. So if you keep doing, and I'm assuming it's the same avera, I, I think it's the same avera. Yeah, um, yeah. I assume it's the same Avera. It could be it's not. It could be it's, it's different Avera. So the point is if a person does an Avera that gets lashes twice, after two times he's already considered a Chazaka that he is considered... Yeah, different Averas also. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. And once you did a lashes twice, then you already have a Chazaka that you're a sinner. And then if you do the Avera the third time, they don't give you lashes. They put you in prison. They give you barley bread. And it caused your stomach to basically you just you died in prison. They were, that, that was a, that, that's so that's a case of a chazaka being after two times. Okay, so that's the second category of chazaka after two times. Now we're going to get to the category of chazaka after three times. The Gemara says vestos is ditnan. 
Ein ha'isha kevasla, go to the next page, Vesas, achitikvenishalish pomen, bein mitaris menavesas, achitakamenishalish pomen. The concept is like this. Let's say a woman has a, she knows that she sees blood every month on the fifth day. And the halacha is, on the fifth day, the husband has to separate from her because you assume that she's going to see blood that day. And therefore, even if she hasn't seen it, maybe it started and she hasn't noticed it. That's called a vesas. Vesas means a time of the month where it's not just like a time, it's her day. How many times does she have to see it on that day for it to be set? Three. And if she stops seeing it three times in a row on that day, then she loses the status of that day. That's an example of a chazaka being after three times. The last one is sharamud, which we all know. right? If an animal gores, then the first three times it's called a shartam, which means you only pay half damage. Once it gores three times, then it's considered a chazaka, that it's an uh, aggressive animal, then it's your fault, and then you have to pay sharamud, which is full. The last one is sharamud. It's not in a sharamud, it has to gore three times. Okay. New Gemara. Tan Rabbanon. Nisus Larishan, a person, a woman gets married to the first man, and they can't have kids. Lashani, a second husband, second time they can't have kids, so there is a chazaka that it's her, her problem. The halach is the third one, she should only marry a husband if he already has kids, so he's already Mekayim the mitzvah. Now, and let's say the third time, instead of marrying a husband who doesn't have kids, she uh, has kids, she marries a husband who doesn't have kids, so she's not supposed to. So the halach is, they should get divorced, and she loses her ksuba. Generally, a woman will lose her ksuba if it's her fault, if the termination of the marriage is deemed her fault. So, in this case, so the first two marriages, she gets a ksuba, right? First time she gets divorced, she gets a ksuba, because we don't know it's her fault. Second time she gets divorced, she gets a ksuba, because we don't know it's her fault. Third time she gets divorced, it's her fault, she loses her ksuba. Okay. Yeah? Oh, so that's the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara's going to talk about that in a second. No, it's her responsibility to check if he has kids. Like it seems like yeah. it's on her, not on yeah. him. Yeah, correct. Well, I mean, you should know whether I mean whether he has kids should be that should come up on the first date. You know, first couple dates, you should find out if he has kids. But the point is, because the termination of the marriage is deemed her responsibility, therefore she has to. She does not. She does not get excused. So she gets excused the first two times, not the third. So the question is. The question is, the first two divorces, this is what Yehuda asked, the first two divorces they had to pay the ksuba because it wasn't at that point deemed her fault of not having kids. Once she has the third marriage and she doesn't have kids, then can the first two husbands say, hey, we want our ksuba back? Meaning, can she say, listen, I was able to have kids at that time, and then now I'm just, and that was just a fluke, and now I'm ill. So therefore, at the time, you, I was rightfully... I was allowed to take the ksuba, or no, retroactively it's clear, I was always sterile, in which case you should have your money back. You understand the question? So the Gemara says, Can they say to her, listen, retroactively it's clear that you were the one who caused the marriages to end, so you should pay us back. She could say to him, No, the first two marriages was maybe your fault or God's fault or whatever it is, I was actually able, but now I'm weakened. I've been married so many times, I, I, now I don't, I mean, it's, it's a new problem. Or she could be older as well. Yeah. So the Gemara says, It makes more sense that she doesn't have to give the money back. At the time, she, at the time, there was no way to prove that it was her fault. So we, we don't go backwards to, to undo it. 
Okay. Here's the kasha though. Nisus mau Okay, let me speak this outside and then we'll see it inside. She gets married three times, never has kids, all three times. Hey dad. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So So the Gemara says Yeah, we are. But but it happens to be today, special for your daf. Today's not that hard. So she she marries three husbands. She doesn't have kids. Each one, okay? No, 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 no. Doesn't have kids. I don't think it's a, no, not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. Too short of it. So again, so she 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 marries the first three husbands. She doesn't have kids. The third husband, when she got divorced, she didn't get exuba because it was her fault. She marries a fourth guy, has kids. So now the qu- why is there a mamza? So she marries the fourth guy, has kids. Can she now go to the third husband and say, see, it was not me all along, I want my money back. The third guy withheld the ksuba. She married three husbands. First husband didn't have kids, second husband didn't have kids, third husband didn't have kids. The halach is the third husband doesn't have to pay the ksuba because the marriage was terminated because it was her fault. Because after three times of not having kids, it's considered her inability to have children, therefore he didn't have to pay the ksuba. Does he have to give her a yeah, yeah, get, but no ksuba, no financial payment. She gets married to a fourth guy, has kids. Can she now go to the third guy and say, "Listen, hey, it's clearly not my fault. I want my money." No, the first guy, the first two gave the ksuba. Only the third one is exempt. Exempt. Because the first one, they don't know that she's sterile yet. It's after three times, so she has a chazaka, so he doesn't have to pay. So now she goes to the fourth guy, has a kid. Can she now go to the third guy and say, "Hey, I want my money." Now, why would you say not? The Gemara says perhaps it's better not to. Why? Maybe it's better to just be quiet. Because if she goes back to the third guy and says, hey, you divorced me because I couldn't have kids. I have kids now. See, I want my money. Are we worried about him saying, um, I only divorced you because I thought you were sterile. Turns out you're not sterile. Divorce, uh, divorce is va- avoid. You were never divorced. My kids. Uh, my, moms are. Not my kids. Moms are. Do we, maybe it's better to just, just keep the third guy. Like, don't go back to the guy... What happens to the whole, you're not allowed to embarrass people? Like you're not allowed to embarrass people? We're embarrassed. This is a financial dispute. They're going to court. It's not, it's not embarrassing. They're, they're respectful. The point is, do we say that it's you can get your money back, or do we say better not to bring the third husband in? Because now that the third husband is going to hear that she has kids, he's going to be like, I only divorced you under false claims. The divorce was invalid. You were married to me the whole time. Those kids are mamzer. So the Gemara says better just to keep him out of it. Oh. So the, let's just see it inside. What Gemara is going to say? The Gemara says, "Yiboylu nisus l'revi." She marries the fourth guy, and she has kids. Maude tevina l'shlishi. Can she go to the third guy and say, "I want my money back"? So why should she not? Amrina l'ha. Do we say to her, "Shtikusa yafim midvirasecha"? It's better to be quiet than to speak. Why? Dematzi amrlo because you're going to tell the third guy that you have kids now, and he's going to say, "I know I died to I I I only divorced you thinking you were sterile. Now that I know that you have kids." Divorce is invalid. Kids are mamzerim. So maybe it's better not to get him involved. So the Gemara says, so it's better not to get him involved. Huh? Well, well, okay. Well, here's the thing. Well, the Gemara is going to ask a slightly different question. The Gemara Paskins, it's better not to get the third guy involved because if you get the third guy involved, he's going to claim that divorce was invalid. The Gemara now says a question. Let me ask you a question. If the divorce is invalid, shouldn't, shouldn't we address that? Meaning like... Don't bring the third guy in because he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna find out that the kids are mom's there. The Gemara's like, okay, so shouldn't so better just not get him involved. Yeah, shouldn't we? It, it either is or it isn't. 
if it is mamzerim, shouldn't we like stop it? Like, shouldn't we get involved? Like, we're saying like, don't go to the third guy because if you go to the third guy, oh God, it's gonna be a whole mamzer problem. Like, well, if it's a mamzer problem, then let's let's deal with the mamzer problem. The Gemara says, Maskif Papa, So let's say she's quiet. Anon we should be quiet. get bottle If there's a chance that the kids are mamzerim, like you can't just like the best and just like I don't want to. Like imagine the doctor's like, I don't know, listen, if he comes in and gets a scan, it's gonna be cancer again. I don't want to deal with it. Well, like I get that, because I'm like that hypochondriac, I'd rather not them see anything. But like if you're gonna deal, deal. Like what like so the Gemara says, the truth is, hashu de The Gemara says the truth is. It's not a real taina. We look halachically that she was unable to have children at the time, and now she could. So therefore, he, he cannot claim the get is invalid. Meaning, the, the, when he claims the get's invalid, it's not an actual claim, it's just talk. And, and it's just a headache. So we'd rather, not her, we'd rather her not get involved with him because it's just going to be bad press and bad PR and a headache. But it's not an actually valid taina. That, that's the point. It's not an actually valid taina because halachically, you, at the time, you had a chazaka that you couldn't have kids. And you have to go with it at the time. You could only go with what you know at the time. At that time, that's all you knew, and therefore it's a valid get. You can't afterwards say, oh, retroactively, things are different. No, right now she got better. Maybe, maybe, she, she, maybe at, what was causing her was she had an iron deficiency at the time, and that's why she couldn't have Meaning, it, not every time that you can't have kids is because you don't have a womb. Maybe at the time it was stress and she wasn't ovulating properly and now the new husband, she likes him and she, she I, I don't know. The point is you can't invalidate the get based on these medical terms. Yeah. Also, she could, maybe, maybe each of the first three husbands were sterile. No, 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 now it makes sense. No, true. No, no, so, so the answer is... If he claims that it's not a good get, it's an invalid claim. However, we're advising her not to get involved to get the money because it's not worth it. Because it's not worth, no, it's not worth having someone claim that your kid's a mamzerim. We're like getting involved for her. We're saying, don't do it. Not because it's actually a claim, but because it's a headache and we're advising her. You're saying if she chooses to pass that advice, would it hold up in court? I don't know, interesting, maybe. But, but the point is, Chazal are saying, it's a valid get, but don't go to the third husband and try to get your money back because he's going to claim the kids of Amzerim and it's not worth it. And once Chazal say that, then that's what you should do. Okay. Weiter. Now, the Gemara has the following scenario. Now, the scenario is interesting. I, as I mentioned before I started, this is the first daf since Shasta, actually since Brachas. Brachas I knew pretty well. Well, I didn't look over the daf more than once because yesterday in the five towns I lost track of time. Um, now, the Kumara's question is like this. The question is like this. Um, if, if, yeah, they bring that on the bottom. Um, yeah, one second. They're planning. The husband does not want to. Okay, it seems to be. Okay, this is a case where it's an easy case. I know I'm complicating it. That couple's getting divorced. They're definitely getting divorced. They're arguing about whether he has to pay the ksuba. So again, if it's her fault, no ksuba. If it's his fault, ksuba. They both seem to be, there's an infertility issue. She's claiming it's his problem. He's claiming it's her problem. So he's claiming that uh, her womb is not receptive, and she's claiming that, that, that the sperm is not coming out with enough strength to actually cause uh, fertility. So they're, they're both claiming this dispute. 
So they know it's an infertility issue. They just don't know whose it is. I Meaning it's not like it's not like they've gone to doctors. The doctors said that this is not working. They just can't they can't pinpoint who's at fault. So the Gemara says like this, who Amar Mina? He says it's her fault. So I don't have to pay the Ksuba. He Amar Mine. And she says, no, it's his fault. I get the Ksuba. So the Gemara says, Amr Vami Dvarim Anytime you're dealing with this type of dispute, Ne'emenis. She is believed. Why? Apparently, the woman will be able to feel if the, if, if the sperm is coming out in a way that's not going to be able to have children, she'll be able to tell when they're, having, when they're having relations, and therefore, and he won't be able to tell. So because she'll be able to tell, we, we trust her more. Okay, interesting. Even with Well, it's not Mosi Chavera because in the Ksuba it says that he has to pay. So they actually, the Gemara read there was an opinion of Rav that it's Ki'ilu, he already paid. I mean, he has a, she has a shtar. You're right, normally you'd say, if there's a dispute of money, so he's got the cash. But she has a shtar. So it changes the circumstances a little bit. They're both Nogeva, though. They're both Nogeva, though. So the point is, it, 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 I, I don't know, it's a very interesting thing. Maybe that's why there's a... That's why there's a very long thesis. By the way, it's also interesting because, like... What's also strange is, yeah, I think this is Tyson's Kasha. I don't have time to look it over, but like after 10 years, we divorce. Like up to now, it's basically like, okay, it's not working with her, get a new. But now all of a sudden, she's believed. It's just interesting. Like up to this point, it doesn't sound like she's believed when it comes to. Maybe it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not assumed that like, it's always assumed that it's his fault, that, it, that it's her fault up to this point. And now he's, she's saying, I'm telling you, this is a Matthias. And we're like, okay, we believe you. It's interesting. The Gemara continues. This is after 10 years? This is this That's Taisa's Kasha. Taisa's Kasha is basically what Adam's asking is Taisa's Kasha, which is that, that what, what are we talking about? If it's been 10 years, you don't have to say that the sperm is not, like, and if it's not 10 years, don't you have to wait 10 years? Like, where is this coming? What's the circumstance? Right, so Taisa's, a long Taisa's, I don't know. I'll check it out. Um, the Gemara continues like this. Let's say the husband says to the wife like this, I want to get divorced. They're having a dispute as to whose fault it is, right? His or hers. And he's like, listen, let me take another wife. Wait. Let me take another wife. Give me time. I'll be able to tell. Because if I could have a kid with the other wife, it's obviously your fault. If not, it's my fault. Can, can, can she just say, can we, can we do that? So the Gemara says, No. He doesn't want to pay the ksuba yet, meaning he wants to get divorced, but he wants to hold off on the payment until he marries someone else, figures out, and then he'll then he'll deal. Correct. Which adds to Sarah's, uh, by the way, Sarah's. Um, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So the Gemara says like this. Now, yeah. So that's the circumstances. So I, he wants to get divorced, by the way. He just wants to hold off on the Ksuba payments. So I look at the bottom of the article, there are at least three views as to how much of a delay this would entail. Yeah, that, that's the question also. It's like, does he want 10 years? Like, he, he might say, listen, give me one year. I'll get a new wife. Give me one year, and then I'll, I'll figure out the Ksuba afterwards. So the Gemara says that is not a valid option. The Gemara says, no. Amravami, Afbazu Ksuba, he has to give the Ksuba right away. Yeah, you, you, you can't. Second. Now, it's interesting. The question is, yeah, I just had a question. Again, I, I, don't, I don't know. 
If he doesn't want to divorce her, he just wants to take a second wife. Could she stop him from taking a second wife? Halachically, I don't think so. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I guess by withholding the ksuba, that's a, that's that's means for divorce. Basically, if a husband says, "I'm I'm I'm not going to pay the ksuba," yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So if the husband says, "I'm not going to pay the ksuba," the halacha is that that's a, that's that's a, that's a valid reason for her to demand a divorce. So now he's withholding the ksuba, but he's saying, I'm withholding the ksuba, just enough time to me to marry someone else and to ascertain. Whereas it's no good. You have to give the ksuba. The halacha is that if you take a second wife, you are obligated to give the first wife a ksuba. That itself is enough of a reason that the first wife may, must can demand the divorce and get the ksuba. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that's the rule. The halacha is... That you could take a second wife against your first wife's um, wishes, but that's enough of a valid reason for her to demand a divorce that you have yeah. to pay the ksuba. Because normally, if a woman demands a divorce, it's not so partial that you could demand a divorce. So the question is why, and then whose fault is it? If her va- reason for divorce is he took a second wife, that's enough to pay the ksuba. So even if he took a second wife to ascertain whether he's sterile, doesn't matter. That's enough. To, that's enough to, to demand the ksuba. The Gemara now says, The halacha is a man can marry many wives as long as he has enough to support them. Now, so I guess he disagrees. Rava feels that he could take a second wife as long as, as, long as, he, could, um, as, long as he is financially able to take care of both of them. She can't stop him. Even if he's taking the second wife to prove, prove fertility, that's, that she can't stop that. Rava disagrees. Okay. Next page. Who Omar Ofalta Begay Oser, he Amar Loya Flisa. The halacha was in the Mishnah, it said that if a woman miscarries, it restarts the 10 years. Yeah? So let's say 10 years have passed, and the wife's like, we gotta get divorced. I, I, and by the way, the wife also might wanna get divorced because she might wanna have children from another person. So she says, I wanna get divorced. I didn't miscarry, it's been 10 years. And he says, no, no, you've miscarried. So there's a machlaikas whether she miscarried. He demands, he claims that she did, in which case the 10 years restarts. She claims did not. So who do we listen to? Yeah? Oh, so the Gemara says we listen to the wife as well. No, we don't always listen to the wife in all scenarios. In that scenario, when it comes to... Yeah, but this is not this is not a scenario where this is this is not a scenario where it's yeah I was thinking the same thing like she would probably know if she miscarried, but no the the point is it could be she's just lying. It's not like where they're living together where it's like he claims one she claims the other. They just there's a question of whether there was a miscarriage. True, true. It's interesting. Well, we paskin that listen we paskin that she is believed. So I don't know. So the Gemara says Amravami matter she's believed. Why? Forget about the internal stuff she's claiming to have not miscarried and she is sterile. He's claiming you miscarried. No woman would want to claim to have never miscarried. Meaning normally miscarriage is an embar- it's, 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 it's a little bit embarrassing because you want to be able to have a child. But over here, claiming a miscarriage means that you're capable really of having your, children. It's really your fault. Yeah, so if, if she claims no miscarriage, that means she's sterile. So the fact that she's claiming no miscarriage, that, that's on her because if she claimed miscarriage, that means that the 10 years restarts. So the fact that she's claiming no miscarriage, it's like more shameful. So the fact that she's doing that, she's probably to believe. That. I'm just reading inside. I'm sorry, the Gemara says, Dem isa de pila, because if she actually miscarried, she would not claim to be sterile. Yeah? 
What do I mean? If she claims that there is no miscarriage, that means she was never pregnant, that means it could be his fault that Reese was not making it. If she oh, interesting. He is capable of making me pregnant, I just couldn't hold the baby. So it is my fault. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. I guess the Gemara feels that still a person would, would claim to have... She wants to be in the game. Also, I'm saying also she wants to be in the game. It's interesting. I don't know. The Gemara says one last case, and the rest of the Amid is, is, is very easy. It's a Gadot. The Gemara says one last case. Last case is, Hipila v'chazav hipila v'chazav hipila nafalim. The halacha is that if a woman miscarries three times, she has a chazaka that she can't carry a child, I'm assuming without being able to carry children. So she miscarries three times in a row, then she has a chazaka, then that, that could be means for divorce and potentially even not getting a ksuba. So the Gemara says, who Let's say he claimed you miscarried twice, and we could stay married. She says, no, I miscarried three times. So she's claiming to miscarry more. So the Gemara says again, We believe her, why? Again, why would a woman claim to miscarry three times when she could claim to miscarry twice? When you claim to miscarry three times, that means there's a chazaka that you can't carry children. Why would a woman do that unless she was telling the truth? Okay, next Mishnah, very, very, very famous Mishnah, very easy Mishnah, that is, Ha'ish Mitzvah al You know, there are people that like, like pity parties, you know? Still, it's a lot, it's a lot of pity. No, but the point is, you're right, but I guess, I guess, you gotta go with the majority. The majority of women would not want to... It's risk and reward in that situation. I don't know. Like, just um, the Mishnah says like this, Ha'ish Mitzvah al Ve'la'isha, uh, a man is obligated uh, in procreation, not women. Rav Yechanan ben Broika disagrees. He says, no, Hashem says to both of them. So because Hashem said to Adam and Chava, both are obligated to uh, in Puravu. We do not paskin like Rav Yechanan ben Broika. Let's start the Gemara. The Gemara says, How do I know that Puravu only applies to uh, men and not women? So the Gemara says, Am Ravi Loi, Mishum Ravalazabir of Shimon, Amar Kra, Umaluas Aritz, Vikiv Shuha. The Pasuk says that you should conquer, the, the conquer the land. Ishdarka Lichavish, Vinishadarka Lichavish, men conquer in war, and generally women do not. Adarabas, the Gemara says, wait a minute, Vikiv Shuha is plural. Vikiv Shuha, they shall conquer. Doesn't that mean men and women are obligated to have children? So the Gemara says, Tarti Mashu, Amar Nachmi Yitzhak, Vikiv Shoksiv. It's actually written without of hay, without a vav. So it's written singular, just men. Rav Yosef HaMehacha, he has another source. Ani kel shakai prey urve, v'leikamer pru urvu. It says prey urve, which is singular, you shall procreate. It doesn't say they shall procreate, which is talking to men. Now that we mention Rav Eloi in the name of Rav Shimon, we're going to mention other things from him, even though they're not related at all to our sugya. The Gemara says, Just like it's a mitzvah to say rebuke, just like there's a mitzvah to say, to give Musar when you're going to be listened, it's a mitzvah to not give Musar when you're not going to be listened. So if you know that giving Musar to someone is not going to be well received, it's a mitzvah to not give Musar in that scenario, because all you're doing is making them a sinner on purpose, when it's not going to work anyway. There's a shayla in the Rishayinim, is this Deiraiz, is this even on Mitzvah Deiraisa, Derabanon? Kirov, exactly. Oh, when do you, when do you, no. There's no shadows. When do you, when do you um, it's, not like, it's not like someone wrote books on it. So there's this, uh, the, 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 there's, there's a shadow of when to say it, when not to say it. Listen, it happens to be, you know, the Chazanish, 
Chazinish already wrote in, 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 if you look in Yeridea, it's in Yud Aleph and Chof Aleph. He writes that uh, we don't know how to give Musar anymore. He says nowadays, even after Techacha, it's like before Techacha. Because he says nobody knows how to give Musar anymore in a proper way. Okay, the Gemara continues. Right, it was the last week's parasha. The, the, was it the the the, the no, Rabbi the Rimanov, I think he used to say, It's all So you can only give Moser if, if it's coming from and, and, and then he says, And how to give Moser is Don't make it worse than it is. Don't make it bigger. Just, you know, don't make it like, Oh, you're going to hell. Just minimize. But because of that, most people can't. So the Gemara says, how do I know that it's a mitzvah? I'm sorry, Rav Abba Omar Choyva. Not only is a mitzvah to not give Musa when it's not going to be, it's a chiv. It's an obligation to not give Musa. It's a higher level. Well, how do I know this? Shenemar, as the Pesach says, al toichach don't rebuke a leitz. Someone who's a, what's a leitz? It's a, a leitz. A scoffer, someone who's mechlotzonis. Huh? No, no, Leitz is someone who's like a joker, like a jokester. Make fun. Pen Yisne'echa, because he'll hate you. Only give a Musr to Echa'acham and he'll love you. Vam Rabbi, love Mishra, Rav Lozbar, Shimin. Mutal Adam Lashanis Medavrash Alam. A person is allowed to lie for peace. This is the famous source, that you're allowed to lie to avoid, uh, to avoid embarrassing someone. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Avicha Tziva. The Pasuk says, Kaisem early Yosef Anasana. The Pasuk says that after Yaakov passed away, the brothers told Yosef that Yaakov uh, told them to tell Yosef that he should forgive them, which never took place. But in order for peace, they felt that it was necessary to lie. The Gemara says, another source, Rav Nasan a Mitzvah, it's a Mitzvah to lie. Shinemar, V'yoymer Shmuel, Eich Eilech, V'sham Ashal V'yargeni. The Pasuk talks about how Shmuel Shiloh had this is a good raya, but when Shaul, when, when Shmuel was going to anoint David, even when Shaul was king, um, Shmuel said to Hashem, what am I going to do if Shaul finds out he's going to kill me? So, so the Navi said to Shmuel that, Hashem said to Shmuel, bring an animal with you, and if he asks you what you're doing, just say you're on your way to bring a carbon. Don't tell him about David. And lie. For peace. Now, the difference is it's not really for peace, it's also for pikuach nefesh. The Shailah is a already talking about it. But you see that there's an Indian of lying for peace. And the last one is the famous Gemara, Debeir of Shmaltana, Gadol Ashalim, how great is peace. Shafaka Deshparuch Hushan, but even Hashem lied. <laughs> Changed uh, words. Right? When Hashem told Sarah Imenu through a Navi that they're going to have a kid. Sarah laughed, and he said, Adai Nizakin, Avram is old. But when Hashem recounted the story to Avram, he said, why is Sarah laughing? And she said, I am old. So Hashem changed it. Because she didn't, he, Hashem didn't want Avram to be upset with Sarah, to avoid, for Shalom bias. he changed the story. Okay. Vaiter in the Gemara. From here to the end, it should be easy. The Gemara continues like this. Again, Riechem and Breika holds, the Mitzvah Puravu is on the man and the woman. Itma, Rav Yoichan, Rav Yishuban Levi. There's a statement, one by Rav Yechon, one by Rav Shur Leib, we don't know which said which. And that is, One said, that men and women are obligated, one said that they didn't. Now we don't know who said which. So the Gemara says, I have a proof that Rav Yechon was the one who does not pass the Rav Yechon Again, Rav Yechon feels that men and women are obligated, I have proof that Rav Yechanan does not pass like Rav Yechanan Bebreka. How so? The Gemara says, The main students of Rav Yechanan were Rav Ami and Rav Asi. 
They are, they buried right there? They're buried in Tveria right by the Rambam. I think Rabbi Yechon's also might be there, I'm not sure. But Ravami and Ravasi are the main students. So Ravavo, so Ravavo was by Ravami, in front of Ravami and Ravasi. And he said in the name of Yechonon that we passed on Yechonon and Baraita. And Ravami and Ravasi turned around. They turned their back to him. That was their way of saying, uh-uh. So you see the Ravami Ravasi do not believe that Rav Yechonon passed on Yechonon and Baraita. See, Rav Yechonon does not pass on Yechonon and Baraita. Rav Avo said in front of Rav Ravasi, in the name of Rav Yechanan, we pass the Rav and Broika. And they turned their backs to him. So that was their way of saying, uh, evidently not. Oh, so the Gemara is going to point that out in a second. And they turned their back to him. My father asked a good question, which is why not just say we disagree? We'll see in a moment. And some have a different version that instead of Rav Avo, it was Rav Chibaraba. And some say it wasn't Rav Avo, it was Rav Chibaraba. So the Gemara actually says it makes more sense it was Rav Avo. Ravavo was very close to the Caesar. He was very, very politically connected. So it could be Ravam Ravasi didn't outright disagree with him because they were afraid that people would hear that they disrespected someone who was close to the Caesar. See that? But Ravchibarabba doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, Amarav Papa Bishlam Amanda Amaravavo, if the version is Ravavo, Mishum Kovid Bekesa, it makes sense why Ravam Ravasi did not outright disagree for the covet of the Bekesa. Elamanda Amrav Khibarabba Amra, Lemulai. The, the Gemara says, but if it was Rabbi Baraba, why didn't they, why did they turn them back? Just say we disagree. He didn't say that, and the Gemara ends with a kasha. It doesn't actually, uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't address that point. The Gemara says that Rav Avo, if it was Rav Avo, it makes sense why they did, they turned their back because Rav Avo was close to the Caesar. But it was, if it was Rabbi Baraba, why would they turn their back? Just say, just say we disagree. Rabbi Baraba was a rub. They were afraid that people would look at it as a slight of the covet of the Caesar if they were outright disagreeing with him. So they hinted that they didn't agree with him. That's why. The Gemara continues. My Havelo, what's the conclusion? Tashima, meaning, what's the conclusion? Are women obligated in Purvu or not? So Tashima, the Gemara says like this, I have a proof how Rav Yechner holds about whether women are obligated in Puravu. The halacha was that there was a couple that came to Rav Yechner. She demanded a divorce because, she, because he couldn't have kids. And the halacha was, he made them get divorced and he made them pay the ksuba. The Gemara says it must be that he holds women are obligated. Why? If women are not obligated in having children, so why could she demand a divorce? He can't have kids. Okay, so he's the one who's not doing the mitzvah, not you. So that's so why why could she demand a divorce? The fact that Rav Yehonon listened to her demand and and forced the divorce and made them pay the ksuba, he holds that women are obligated in Peruvu. That's why he 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 acquiesced. The Gemara disagrees. The Gemara says it's not a good proof. Why? Even if women are not obligated in Puravu, she's allowed to want to have a kid. Meaning, the Gemara looks at it, it's like very halachic. It's like, she comes and says, he can't have kids. I'd like a divorce, please. Okay, divorce, give the ksuba. He's like, what do I have to pay the ksuba for? Says, well, it's your fault. Well, fault my, what, what fault? You can't have kids. So she's not obligated to have kids, so she doesn't have kids. The Gemara says women want to have kids so someone can take care of them when they're older. It's not, it's not, it's not purely like halachic. You're right, they're not obligated in Peruvu. So you say to the woman, what do you care if you don't have kids? She says, I need someone to take care of me when I'm older. Oh, 
That's a taina. You get divorced. So Gemara says the fact that he allow, he pushed for them to get a divorce is not a raya whether women are obligated or not. It could be even women are not obligated to pruravu. The woman's still allowed to demand a child and to demand a divorce if he can't survive with a child because she wants to have someone take care of her when she's older. Well, so. The Gemara says no. Perhaps the reason why they got divorced is not because of Puravu, but because of the following Taina. There was a woman who came from Ravami, Amrlei Havli Ksuva. She wanted to get divorced because he couldn't have kids. And she said, I want the Ksuva. Amrlei, he says, Zil, go, lay Mifkadis. He says, No, you're not getting the Ksuva. Why? Because you're not obligated in Puravu. So Amrlei, she said, What happens when I get older? Meaning, I want a kid not because of the mitzvah of Puravu. I'm allowed to want a kid to take care of me when I'm older. So the Gemara says, Oh, Amr, that's a taina, and you have to get divorced and you have to pay the ksuba. The Gemara says the following story. Yeah, everyone understand it. I think it makes, it makes, it's clear. Okay. There was a woman who came from Rav Nachman. He says, You're not obligated in Puravu. So you can't demand a divorce and the ksuba. He can demand a divorce. He just can't demand the ksuba. So he says, Amr Allah, she says, well, Who's going to bury me? Meaning, who's going to hold my hand when I'm older? Who's gonna, uh, who am I going to lean on? Who's going to bury me? Meaning, I want children not for the mitzvah of I need someone to take care of me. Is that the same time as before? Yeah. So Kamara says, Oh, Amr, So then we're going to end with a very, very, very strange. No, it's just different. The one was Ravami, and one was Ravavo. Now, by the way, this last story is, I find it funny. This should have been a very big fight in the house of Rav Chia. The Gemara says the following story. Yehuda v'chizkiya tuumim hayu. Okay, Rav Chia had a wife. And Rav Chia's wife had two sets of twins. The second set of twins was a kid where the boys, Yehuda and Chizkiya, but Yehud and Chizkia, I don't know medically how this is possible. I mean, whatever, it makes sense. They developed at different stages. One of them was probably not healthy. One developed to the stage of a nine-month, and one developed to the stage of a seven-month. Okay. Probably in physical, physical capacity. So they, they developed at different stages, which caused the mother, who was holding the babies, a lot of pain. It was a very painful process. I'm sure. So the Gemara says, Yehuda v'chizkiya tumahayu, they were twins. One developed and stopped growing at the age of seven months, one developed and stopped growing at nine months. And this caused the wife of Ruchia a lot of discomfort. So Yehudis, Ruchia's wife was named Yehudis. So what she wanted to do, she wanted to get a header to basically, what's a vasectomy for women? Uh, hysterectomy? So she wanted to be able to drink something that would sort of stop some sort of, some sort of uh, like a castration from like a drink. She wanted a heter for it, but she knew that if she asked her husband, she's not going to get a heter because he's not going to sign up. So she, what did she do? Shana Manoi, she dressed up in other clothing. She put on like, you know, other wigs and other sheitoch and everything. So she didn't look like herself. She disguised. She comes to Rav in a disguise to her husband. Amra itisa mifkada pirvirivya. So she says, I have a Shiloh Rebbe. Are women obligated to have children? He doesn't, know he doesn't know who this is. She's dressing up. She she put a full fake nose. Like Clark yeah, exactly. Just the glasses yeah, throws everybody off. So she no, she dressed up. So she goes to Rebbe and she says, Are women obligated to have children? No. So Azla Ishte Samadakrasa. So she drinks a drink that causes her not to be able to have children anymore. She's not obligated anyway. 
So, L'Soifigloi Milsa, Rav Chia finds out. In Rav Chia's defense, he's not that upset. He's disappointed. <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. He says, I wish you could have carried another set of twins. Meaning, she had already he had already Makai in the Mitzvah for Ravu because he had two sets of twins, two girls and two boys. So she knew that he had already Makai in the Mitzvah for Ravu. She wouldn't stop that from him. She was in a lot of pain and she wasn't interested in having more kids. So she drank the potion. When, she, when he found out, he said, I wish you would have been able to... I, w- I wish I could have had another, another set of twins. The Gemara, so he was like, I was disappointed. The Gemara says, how do I know? Meaning, because what was their family life till now? Yehuda Achi, there were one set of twins, Yehuda Chizkia, and the second one were girls, as Pazi Vitevi. Tovi, 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 I guess Tovi, maybe Tevi, Tovi. Achvasa. So now we'll just end the, da- end the parak. go to the next page. Yeah? If that's okay. I mean, he probably wasn't cool with it, but it happened. So the Gemara is. I mean, it, the Gemara doesn't really describe all the arguments, but I, I, I'm sure there was a moment where he needed... Well, I, 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 whatever, the emotions don't matter. She was next for the halacha or to, like, appease him? She like, didn't want babies anymore. No, she, she didn't want kids anymore. She, was like, I'm not, she didn't want I'm kids, not. and we're proving from the story... Why did she go to him? Why did she do it that way? Oh, so oh, maybe, maybe because that way also she could say, I asked you, I asked you, you pask him, you ask him. That's right. She already had to with Yazir. She was Chaya. She's Yazir anyway. Oh, interesting. Maybe she was asking. Oh, interesting. I mean, he was saying that she already had two boys and two girls. So she's asking if women are obligated to have children. She was already kind of. It's, it's interesting. Maybe she. Maybe she was asking if there's anything more than that. I don't know. It's interesting. It's a good. That's a good Taina. Okay, that's a good Taina. That's a good Taina. Yeah, let's just end the parak. V'amar of Achavar of Katina Amar of Yitzchak. The, the, the question is like this. We're ending with this. We're saying that women are not obligated to have children. Is that true? The halacha was that you had a, a woman who was a half slave, half Jewish slave, half non Jewish slave. I mean, she was a, a non Jew and then in the process of in conversion. So she's half Jewish, half slave, half free woman. The problem is when you're half slave, half free woman, she can't get married to anybody. Because she can't marry a Jew because she's half a slave. She can't marry a slave because she's half a Jew. So because of that problem, she couldn't have kids. So the, rab- the Rabbonim got involved and forced her owner to free her, to make her a Jew fully. What? You know you're slave, you're, you're not a slave, right? No. No, you're allowed to have... Not you. No, no. You're allowed to have a Jewish slave, potentially. Not a full Jew, no. And, and the point is... But that, that's the problem. She couldn't... She couldn't. She couldn't. I know that was so close. I'll explain in a moment. So she couldn't. She, she she couldn't. She couldn't. The slave couldn't be with. Couldn't have ch- children from a Jew or from a slave. So the rabbanu got involved and forced the owner to free her and make her a full Jew. So why would they do that if not for the fact that? You see, what's the problem? She can't have kids. Oh, so you see, women are obligated to have children. So the Gemara says no. The reason why they freed her was not because she couldn't have kids. We don't care about her having kids. She's not obligated. The reason why we freed her is because she was because she knew she couldn't marry anybody. She was just living with people. And she was just living in sin because she knew, I can't marry anybody anyway, so she was just be within everybody. So therefore, we got involved, not because of Puravu. We got involved to stop her from sinning. We wanted her to get married. Hold on one second. Let me just stop the recording.